Hi, woman beings. Thanks for joining us today. We are here to talk about the quite controversial film, Cuties, which is trending right now with the hashtag cancel Netflix. People are very upset. So we're going to dip our toes into this one. Welcome to the Woman Being Podcast community, where we explore thoughts and opinions and have the freedom to change our minds. Without expectation or judgment, we will hold a safe space and support each other as we navigate together in the form of feminine. So I woke up in the middle of the night at around 4 a.m. like a week ago. And I did as anyone does and started scrolling through Instagram and I discovered this trending hashtag called cancel Netflix. And I was seeing all sorts of, of friends, mostly Christians, posting cancel Netflix. We don't support the exploitation of children. We don't, we're not, we're not going to be a part of this. And um, I went and I started researching, looking into this film and I was just initially very angry <laughs> because in general, I think there's a dismissive culture among Christians where we are willing to just throw stuff out, throw the baby out with the bathwater, essentially. And so I, I wrote like a bunch of angry feelings about it. And then I texted these gals at like 5.57 a.m. And I was like, we're going to do a podcast about this. So you're welcome. This is, <laughs> this is the product, this is the product of are. my midnight rantings. Um, but I think it's really important to talk about and, mm-hmm. and to discuss art and, and film and, you know, hard topics and where the line is when it comes to using children for um, the portrayal of actors. Mm-hmm. Or no, when it comes to using children to portray a story. So um, first off, I wanted to start off with just we, we went and watched the film, by the way. So first off, I wanted to start off and hear from you about what your initial reactions to the film were. Honestly, I really enjoyed the film. Um, just going from like an artistic standpoint and from a message standpoint, I thought it was really inspiring. And um, I thought it was really, really well done. And it was also inspiring to see a director who is a woman of color, a woman of multiple cultures, um, making, I think it was, it's her first feature film mm-hmm. that she's ever made. And, um, like there, she shows a lot of promise in that way. And, um, I thought that I related to the message of cuties a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and saw a lot of myself in the main character, um, Amy, I believe is her name. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to say the director's name because <laughs> I tried to figure out how to say it all morning. It's like, Memone de Ducois. It sounded beautiful. I know no French. So, yeah, I thought that it was really, really, I felt very sort of almost like represented in that movie in a lot of ways from like showing these experiences that very young girls are exposed to. That's sort of my, that's my my small bite of, mm-hmm. of what I felt about it initially. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I mean, I came from it, uh, my initial uh, experience of the film was that I loved it as well. I thought it was actually really incredible and really well done. And it's it's speaking a very important message that I think society needs to be aware of and engaging in actively. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I came out at it from a very logical perspective of like, okay, intention versus effect are two very different things. Um, and I, we got to watch a six minute interview with the director before watching the film. And for those who are incredibly opposed to the film, I would just encourage you to watch the six minute interview with her that's on on Netflix. Netflix. And it's, it's really good. And you see the heart and the intention behind it. And the fact that she researched for over a year Mm -hmm. interviewing actual preteens. And so her heart was to actually reflect what's happening like yeah. not to speak yeah. some crazy message to encourage exploitation of children it was i need to convey the story mm-hmm. and i thought it was very very well done um yeah. and growing up as a dancer myself i really understood the culture that they were speaking to not even from a young girl perspective from the dance world perspective as well so i appreciated it i thought it was great um yeah, I could go on. Yeah. I mean, and and just disclaimer to add on to that, I would encourage anybody who's listening, if you are curious about the film, I would encourage you to watch it. Um, I don't think it's fair for you to draw conclusions based on what we're saying or based on what social yes. media is saying. Like, you need to go experience the art for yourself and decide um, where your line is. Um, Absolutely. So that's just my overall blanket statement about the film yeah. in general is that is that it, you don't make judgments about something that you haven't seen mm-hmm. um but i went into the film uh with an idea of how i was going to perceive it i definitely went in thinking this is art she's portraying a story she's commenting on a, an issue that she wants to bring light to and at the end of the film i ended up realized like it was very jarring and I realized oh wow like that is uncomfortable I was there were several scenes where I was feeling that discomfort and wouldn't exactly probably have made those choices if it were my own film but that being said I still related to the message of the film I could still speak to the quality of the film as a whole there's a reason that it won at Sundance Mm -hmm. I can say that um and and I would also say that those feelings of discomfort that I was going through were intentionally placed there. Mm-hmm. It, it, you were supposed to kind of walk through this film and and sort of experience that disgust because that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like this is the culture that 11-year-olds are growing up in. Yep. And um, before we dive in, actually, I want to just give everybody an overview of what we're talking about so we've seen this film it was incredible it was a piece Mm -hmm. of piece of art yes well done um it's about uh, spoilers by the way it's about four 11 year old girls the the main character is a a muslim and she's also a young adolescent pre-tween Pre-tween? Is that the right word? Uh, it's pre-teen, pre-teen, pre-teen or tween. tween. Yeah. A tween. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's a tween. Yeah. So she's, she's, you know, coming into womanhood. And mm-hmm. she's uh, she gets her period halfway through the film. She She's kind of experimenting with what it means to be um, female, what it means to have sexuality. And mm-hmm. so she gets involved in this group of young dancers who are very 
mature in the way that they're dancing and their clothing is very what could be considered scandalous mm-hmm. and so um throughout the movie she kind of goes full into this lifestyle and she changes her clothing and she kind of rejects her her religion in a way which by the way her religion is telling her that her body is an evil yeah. yep. entity that you know might prevent her from getting into heaven you know but mm-hmm. in, in in the i think it says in the um in women bodies that's where evil dwells yep or something I like that i do remember I something along those down. lines it was evil dwells in the bodies of uncovered women there will be more women in hell because of this yeah that's what it says so so yes. she's she's dealing with that which like on one hand her body is inherently sinful and then she kind of goes on a deep dive into the opposite end of the pendulum swing where she's like whatever and Mm -hmm. she's she wants to be cool she wants to be pretty she wants to be seen Mm -hmm. and um at the end of the film she kind of rejects both Mm -hmm. and she kind of goes her own way and she she wears an outfit that is neither scandalous nor very muslim looking and and kind of finds forges her own path Mm -hmm. so the the film is meant to comment on this ultra sexualization of young girls at that age and then also the anti-sexualization of young girls at that age and how as women we have to navigate that at 11 years old Mm -hmm. and so the criticisms that have come as a part of it are basically saying that it was an exploitation of 11 year olds because of the way that it was filmed that these girls are dancing provocatively that the the camera is you know, pointing out parts of their bodies that should never be pointed out on young girls. And so there's a campaign happening right now on social media to cancel Netflix because this film is pornographic in a sense and uh, an attractor of pedophiles to the Netflix audience. And so that's kind of the basic overview of what's happening for anyone that's not aware. Um, And that leads me into our next question, which is, How do you reconcile your feelings about the film with the sentiment circling social media to cancel Netflix? I mean, personally, I'm pretty anti-cancel culture. Not because I don't believe in justice, but because it creates this idea of once you've crossed a line, there's no no way to be redeemed. And it's like, okay, you, you messed up. Now you're done. You're off the docket forever. Um, so... And again, I came at this from a very, like, investigative, like, let's know what we're talking about. Um, again, I have a dance background. Granted, was this routine more sexual than, you know, the routine in the in the film that's in question? Was it more sexual than anything I personally have done in the dance world? Yes, it was, it was a lot. However, you know, if it was happening with 16-year-olds, would we all be freaking out? Like, we're still talking about minors. Like, uh, anything under 18, I believe, should be treated this more similarly. Not the same, because it's not the same, but in a more similar fashion. Um, I also do disagree with, you know, if... Like, is there a possibility that this could be hard for some people that struggle with potentially being attracted to younger children? Yes. 
but if they are looking for pornographic material, they are not finding it from this movie. I will just, I, or at least that's my opinion. Um, it's, they are fully clothed. Yes, they are dance, dancing provocatively, but it is, they're covered. Like, so I think we have to come at this from the perspective that it is a film and it is, the point is not young girls should be dancing provocatively like this. The point is girls are dancing provocatively like that, this in our culture. Um, well, and culture is rewarding them and for And culture it. is rewarding them for it. Culture is telling them this is what women do. This is how you're mature. This is how you grow up. This is how you get likes This is how Facebook you get likes. And, well, young kids and they, are on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> What's Facebook? Um, <laughs> Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. Yeah, and the, it, it is rewarding, and it's, it's a commentary on modern-day culture. Um, so that, for me, is the kind of the line. Also, it's rated, like, what is it? M- it's uh, TVMA, which is TVMA. the TV equivalent of being rated R. Right. So this is not intended to be a fun family film. This mm-hmm. is for adults to have perspective and understanding. Um, so I am looking at it from that perspective, personally. And I think you can't you can't dive into this without really exploring the whole dance and even cheer culture of, well, when you look at, you know, high school cheerleaders that are dressed in tiny booty shorts and sports bras and potentially dancing as provocatively as this, like, okay, now is that wrong? Should we be exploring and canceling the whole, the whole culture? Yeah. Like, and maybe we should. Maybe. But is that the film's fault? No. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's really interesting when you talk about like the social media backlash that's been happening with this because I didn't see any social media backlash because I just I guess I don't follow people who were posting about it but um I think that similar to what you were saying earlier people are very quick to make a judgment off of something that they've just read on social media and I think that there's been a lot of misunderstanding of this film because of that. Mm -hmm. I've been reading a lot of testimonials of people who have talked about the film and the ways that it actually really deeply impacted them and the Mm -hmm. ways that they um, connected with it and related to it and felt represented in it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really powerful and we're, we're discrediting that if we're, if we're going to cancel Netflix because of this. Yeah. And I think, I mean, on the topic of, of canceling an entire an entire company like Netflix because of one film, which Netflix actually didn't even produce, they had no yeah. hand in it, they're just hosting it on their, on their site like they do with many films, but I think if you're going to do that, you have to cancel every other movie production company as well, honestly. Yeah. Like, if, if you're going to go to this side of it, you have to say, okay, well, well, Disney has made films that are racist, has made films that are sexually exploitative to women, even if they weren't children that mm-hmm. sh- that are are sexist. Um, so has Paramount, so has Universal. Every every movie production company mm-hmm. has, and so I I don't think that it's necessarily fair to Netflix to mm-hmm. to say that. Um, but I also don't think that Cuties necessarily falls into the same category as those types of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that 
It's, it's, it's difficult because, I mean, obviously none of us are experts on pedophilia. Yes. Um, or on what goes on inside of a pedophile's mind or anything along those lines. Um, but I honestly think that it's not necessarily the, the director's responsibility to ensure that somebody doesn't get turned on by these children because mm-hmm. she's showing a truth. Yeah. Um, and I think that if somebody is already seeking out like images of children, they're going to find, they're going to find them in other places. Yeah. Netflix is not going to be their source of child pornography. That's yeah. good, Emma. Well, I was going to bring up, uh, Kimberly Johnson is like a local woman who actually therapizes sex offenders and pedophiles and also victims of sexual abuse. And she, I had a lot of people tell me, like, go read her stuff because she's very convicted about it. And so I did. Um, and she she posts about how, like, these are sort of, like, gateway, I don't know, materials. The, the mm-hmm. stuff in Cuties was is very similar to what you'll find on a pedophile's computer in a, in a court case. And they say, like, oh, it's just French film. And it's actually, like, leading into greater, worse offenses um which and and her conviction is just like we can't be like creating content like this we can't be exploiting children like this and 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 i i relate to her and i um understand her sentiments but i i don't think we're applying that logic universally i think um well first of all i have an issue with you know shifting our entire culture to accommodate for the the few and far between who who are criminals mm-hmm. and 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 you know need help mm-hmm. you know so i don't think the rest of us need to you know censor commentary on issues that exist just because like somebody else might be you know brought into mm-hmm. sin because of it essentially um and and it, but it, you know like we make wars about or films about war mm-hmm. and we make films about black brutality and we make films about you know other you know rape and other plights of the human experience that are very visceral and raw yeah. and offensive to watch yeah. in our culture but we accept them as commentary and but i think this this whole portion of it being but their kids is where people are getting hung up mm-hmm. and I mean, that to me just opens a whole nother can of worms. It's like, okay, well, if you think these kids are being exploited, then are they being exploited in tween dramas? Are they being exploited Mm -hmm. in, you know, the Disney Channel? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Nickelodeon? I'm not saying they aren't, but we're, we're talking about, like, an end to children being in film. Yeah. Yeah. Or any sort of drama. I mean, I even I was actually Googling the other day videos from um, the Disney Channel show Shake It Up. If you guys remember yes. that one. It's a dance it was a dance TV show mm-hmm. with Zendaya in it and um and Bella Thorne. I was yeah, I was Googling some of the dance moves because I was curious to see how they danced in that show. And um, oftentimes they were more covered up than the cuties were in the movie Cuties. <laughs> um, but they had some pretty 
provocative dance moves mm-hmm. and these are girls that are in nearly the same age bracket as the cuties and it's for children to watch yep and i'm not saying that shake it up was a bad show because of that but i think that in the same way that maybe cuties could be seen as like a gateway for um pedophiles mm. i think a show like that could be seen Definitely. like that as well Definitely. and so that comes around to what you're saying like does that mean we just exclude children from hollywood in in total like, do we take that out? Because I feel like that's a little bit dangerous. Mm-hmm. Because then you can't tell stories like this. Yeah, you can't tell the stories of of children. Yeah, and and the ways that they've been impacted. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also don't give children role models to look to who are who are teenagers or whatever that are like them that they can say, oh, like this person inspires me. Because yeah. I mean, they see like I saw. <laughs> like Hannah Montana on TV mm-hmm. and I was inspired by her. I was like, she is a performer and she's like doing these amazing things and and I loved to sing and all of this stuff. Like she was an inspiration mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, even though it sounds kind of silly, but it's not silly. Yeah. I, I loved Hannah Montana. Like <laughs> no, as a I child you're like it was awesome. this is amazing. Yeah. Or high school musical mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Like you're watching these and it's 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 an um you're see you're seeing yourself in it. Mm-hmm. And so I think Maybe because this is more hard hitting or something, it, it feels yeah. more uh, dangerous or provocative, but mm. it's actually just putting a mirror onto our society. Yeah. And I think that we don't like looking in the mirror at, at what's actually happening. Yeah. And, and that's and I, the point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it comes back around to, you know, our whole episode, our episode one on modesty. Of like, if we're, if we, if it's our job to make sure that we don't put anything out there that would cause someone else inner conflict, temptation, whatever, then we're essentially saying it's our responsibility to make sure you don't sin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's removing responsibility from the individual. And honestly, like, if you are struggling with that kind of a thing, with attraction to children, like get help like you like you should have resources and be empowered to go get help because like brushing things like that under the rug like isn't good for any mental health because just topic there's people that uh like we have movies that show rape and there's people that get turned on by seeing rape and then may be more inclined to go and rape somebody Mm mm-hmm or you see movies that show violence and have children in them. Mm-hmm. Like, how are the children being affected by that? Like, I think mm-hmm. of, um, I think it's called First They Killed My Father. It's a movie about the um, communist takeover in uh, Cambodia. And it's all centered mm-hmm. around this young girl who's an actress in this. And she's, like, portrayed in the movie, you see children be blown up you see people dying you see piles of dead bodies and even though this was on a film set like that like how is a child going to have the 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 like psychological capacity to really even process that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and so but i also think it's important to tell this story exactly well and like you said too the violently minded could watch a film like that and be and say i'm i'm gonna go be brought into yeah a -hmm. a place yeah i mean i i remember um when 13 Reasons Why came out, the first season, I have not seen the second two seasons, so I can't speak to that, but it was a, a, a series about suicide, and it was uh, 
very criticized for glorifying suicide as as an option when in fact the intention of the producers and the director was to bring awareness yeah. to how like implicit it is in our children's lives and our teenagers yeah. lives it's it's just a part of it yes. and the solution is not to pretend it's not there. Yes. And it's it's important that we talk about it. Yes. However, I don't know. I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard the impact of the film is that, like, there was actually a spike in teenage suicides after the series came out. And so it was like the intention of the artist turned into a mm. bad thing. But mm-hmm. But is there more awareness about suicide now, maybe? Yeah. Do we have parents now who are more equipped because they understand how how easy it is for it to you know be placed in the mind of a teenager i don't know mm-hmm. but the the point of the of the series as a whole is like hey we need to draw attention to this very real problem yep. and we're going to tell it in an honest way and it's not going to make you comfortable yeah i yeah. agree and as someone who has known multiple people that have commuted committed suicide like i can't help but think like oh if you know if these stories were being told sooner could that have normalized a conversation for them? Because mm. um, these people, you never would have guessed. You would have had no no idea until it's happened. But as, as you were talking, Emma, about other movies that portray other violence, I remember the first time I watched Blood Diamond, proceed with caution, um, but I remember feeling sick for days after watching this movie about diamond the diamond industry in other countries and um the true brutality of Mm. of how other countries can experience the effects that we might not be aware of at all growing up in america and being american and i think it's important to show holistic stories and experiences that are not our own if we are uneducated and unaware of what's happening in other cultures, not to mention our own, even mm-hmm. though this, because this film is about, you know, more Western culture, um, but portrayed and filmed in France. Um, I think it's like being uneducated and unaware doesn't serve anyone. Well, and I think our Western reaction to this film speaks not only to our ignorance to like what's happening around the world, but also just our ignorance to film as a worldwide mm-hmm. medium in that I studied film in college yeah. and I watched City of God, which is highly criticized for glorifying violence when it's actually commentary on violence that exists in Rio de Janeiro. And I think if if Americans, Christians, whoever had a, a grander perspective of what film is talking about and the topics that it's going into and the... And the different levels of comfort people have with portraying certain things in different cultures, mm-hmm. we might not think cuties is the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah. I think I think Christians would be shocked to know what's in most foreign films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I guess I'm just, to me, I'm surprised that it has elicited such a, I don't know angry and passionate response when there are so many other films out there that you know probably you could be just as angry about Mm -hmm. yeah i mean and one of the things that 
the director, I was about to try to say her name, Monet Ducroix. I'm sorry if you're listening, director of Cuties. <laughs> we really liked your film. It was really good. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, she mentions in her interview, like, she, she is just like the main character of Cuties. She is Senegalese French Muslim. Mm. And so she's coming from multiple cultures and she sees the ways that Western cultures, European and um, the North American cultures have um, criticized uh, things like Muslim culture for oppressing women. And she says she thinks that actually this this way that women have, are sexually exploited and and expected to be very sexual um is the west's way of Mm. of oppressing women yeah and i'm thinking also as as you guys are are talking about how this is an opportunity to actually spark conversation um i think about the ways so just to outline for anyone who who hasn't seen the movie uh you see uh girl young girls watching very sexual music videos that are perfectly accessible and, and whatever. Um, you see them um, doing uh, video chats with strangers, which is like, it's one of those random video chat services. Um, and you see them twerking and trying to emulate uh, this this uh, ideal that they're seeing in society. Um, and they're also trying to seem grown up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot that goes on with that. And I see myself in that because at their age, at 11 years old, I was on those video chat services like trying to flirt with boys that were way older than me and not showing my camera so they wouldn't know that I was 11 years old I was exposed to masturbation I was exposed to pornography I was watching Shakira and Fergie dance in music videos and trying to emulate them and as an 11 year old you aren't even thinking of that necessarily as a sexual thing mm-hmm. you're thinking of it as something that you're seeing as a, as a power thing that mm-hmm. like women are given power if they do this but then you also see a, 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 the backlash in the movie of when uh, the main character, Amy, gets too sexual, she's then a slut. Mm-hmm. And so then she's, she's, like she's trying to figure this society. out. But yeah, but then when she, in the beginning of the movie, is, is very covered and um, is kind of innocent to all of this, she's seen as a loser at school mm-hmm. and is made fun of. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it definitely speaks to that push and pull of like how of of being just sexual enough yeah. but an 11 year old shouldn't have to think about that at all mm-hmm. and i think that if like if i had been able to talk to my parents about that which not that my like my my parents were very um they they were very like open to me like having i guess like they, they were not totally against me having, like, sexual experiences. But we I didn't feel safe to talk about it just because it seemed like a shameful thing. Mm-hmm. And so if, if for example, if, if my parents had had access to a movie like Cuties and had seen, oh, this is all happening to my daughter, then I think it would have been really beneficial because they could have brought the conversation to me because I wasn't able to bring it to them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I... I think that the hope of the director is for that to be the fruit yeah. of this, yes. is to bring conversations out and realize, because I think a lot of parents think their children are a lot more innocent than they are yes. and don't realize how much they really have access to. Yes, yeah. and that's a really good point. You cannot wait for your kids to bring these things up. Like you as the parent, I mean, I am not a parent, 
but I have been parented. Um, and you can't, you can't wait because if you wait, then it's already too late and you don't get to help set that narrative for healthy conversation with your child and in the home. It's, Mm -hmm. it's so important. And honestly, for me picking up throughout the film, I felt a narrative as well of she really wants her mom to stand up for herself. Um, and she's like, well, mom's not standing up for herself. I'm not going to be like my mom. I'm going to empower myself in this way. And in the end, you actually see her walk away from both the overly modest and conservative and the overly sexualized. And in that process, you feel this regaining of innocence. Mm -hmm. And I think that is really beautiful and kind of sums up what the director was trying to say. Like, it's not about being overly conservative and it's not about being overly sexualized. It's about a happy medium that you are empowered, but you also know your value. And I want to speak into this overly modest portion of the film, which is not as much at the forefront, but I think especially for, you know, the conservative Christian Western view we need to talk about, which is Mm -hmm. that covering up an 11 year old sexuality and pretending it doesn't exist is doing Mm -hmm. an equal level of damage on the opposite end. Yes. And so to all those people out there that want women to disappear to have a singular personality, to be one-dimensional, which no one is overtly wanting that, but actually Christian film is is communicating that message. Yes. And Christian films are portraying one-dimensional female characters that exist only in support of their main character, husband, or spouse. Mm-hmm. Or spouse. <laughs> husband. <laughs> or, or, you know, or pastor, or, you know, whoever the main character mm-hmm. of these cheesy Christian films are, it's this man usually white hero Mm -hmm. and then he just has his supportive wife at home who you know stands in solidarity for whatever he's doing Mm -hmm. i mean even the jeremy camp film that came out recently i still believe is supposed to be a film about jeremy camp's wife but it's it's about jeremy camp and his wife is going through cancer and and being you know prayed for and and trying to support her husband in his career but but the film is about him saving her and she just sort of that her character just is sort of like lets him mm-hmm. and she doesn't really have a voice or she doesn't really get to talk about her struggle going through it or mm-hmm. anything like that and so i think the thing that initially angered me when i was reading through all these social media posts cancel netflix cancel cancel netflix is i was like Okay, so you want to cancel an honest, raw story, but you're okay with sanitized, anti-sexualized stories about women who actually don't have Mm -hmm. a soul? Mm -hmm. You're okay with that? You're okay with that message going to your young girls? Mm -hmm. So I I, I don't want to let that not pass through as we talk about that, is that that's also a very important thing that Mm -hmm. particularly Christian conservatives need to think about and talk about. Yes, absolutely. Is that you're... Your daughter, your wife, your sister, you as a woman, you have a complexity of thoughts and emotions and you are going through this world navigating that. And so we need stories that tell that story. Yeah, just holistically, that holistic feminine perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think the the, the church's um, modern to be frank, um, incredibly outdated view of the supportive wife. It, it's 
it is damaging. And I mean, when you look, even at this film, I mean, I, she gets her period at like 11. I got my period at 11. Like your daughter can now grow a human and has sex hormones flooding through her body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you can't just like sanitize that because she is going to be so confused. Your, your young children are going to be so confused and not understand. And that creates fear and where there's fear, there's going to be more confusion Mm -hmm. and you just can't run away from those kinds of conversations. Well, and you can't stunt her maturity. No, you can't just pretend it doesn't exist because it does. And if you, and if you shut it down, how is she supposed to grow into a mature, full, Mm -hmm. fully, you know, sexual woman when she gets married? Yes. Because then you are leaving it up to her. You're leaving it up to her to figure it out and to learn and to explore. And if, if you do that, then who, who knows what she could learn that would be damaging because she's just trying to learn and mm-hmm. figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I really feel for young people in this generation because of that specific thing. They are being left to figure a lot of things out on their own. Mm-hmm. I think what this all boils down to is just the question of, is it more important for art to be honest or to be holy? Where do Christians draw the line on what is too honest and what is not honest enough? It's a good question. I honestly, honestly, (laughs) I don't think that those things have to be separate. I think that um, honesty is holy. Yes. And I think that if we look at, at like, if we look at the Bible <laughs> um, and you look at the story of uh, the woman who was, who was caught in adultery and brought out, drug into the city square naked before Jesus, he didn't say, we need to cover you up so we don't make any of these men stumble that are around here mm-hmm. because they're going to see your naked body. He said, I'm going to bring justice to you, woman who is naked and caught in adultery mm-hmm. and call out these men who have, who have embarrassed you. And I think when you look at that example, uh, Jesus is, is leaning into both honesty and holiness. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that, uh, the, the reality of, of Christianity and of the example of Jesus uh, was to look at tragedies and perverseness and um, all these things that are that are quote worldly mm-hmm. um, and and to actually look at them and recognize them rather than look away. That's yeah. why he ate with prostitutes. That's why he ate with with tax collectors and sinners and all these things. Like I think. Jesus would have watched cuties, you know, <laughs> like that's what I, I, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe that's a bit sacrilegious to say, but whatever. He's seen it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the truth is that Jesus knows intimately the plight of young women who are going yeah, through these things. Yes. And I don't think for, I don't think it's wrong for that director to have told that story. No. And as Christians, we have the privilege of telling the rest of the story. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so when we, I think when we come in contact with these types of brutal, visceral, provocative images, it, it creates opportunity for us 
to talk about the solution yes, and, yeah. and, the, and the savior and, yes. and, and what makes that holy is, mm-hmm. is the redemptive blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think that, that Christians, a, a lot of Christians, but then also just people who maybe aren't as educated about art expect for a film to tell them exactly how they should feel at the end of it yes. or to give them a very literal um, way of of looking at the film and so a film like cuties that leaves a lot sort of open to interpretation or that that isn't as explicit in saying like this is the wrong thing this is the right thing mm-hmm. like it is show it's just showing truth and truth mm-hmm. is messy truth doesn't always look like black and white the mm-hmm. way that people would like for it to be and so I think people get frustrated when it's not explicitly explained to them which is what we see in a lot of Christian films that are not good <laughs> like they're, 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 there's no complex storytelling happening mm-hmm. um, and it's not a true re- reflection of reality yeah mm-hmm. or humanity for that fact and I love what you said that you know you don't have to separate holiness and honesty They actually go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And I think humanity, we have treated humanity as very inherently sinful. And perhaps we are. I'm not here to talk about that. But I think looking humanity in the eye for what it is and continuing to have compassion, I think that's what it's about. Like we can't remove our compassion from humanity because Mm -hmm. once we do, like what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that was really good, Emma. I love what you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, woman beings, all of you people out there, watch the film. I would highly recommend it. Um, if you are triggered by this kind of imagery, don't. Yeah, have self-awareness. But mm-hmm. when it comes to the question of should we cancel Netflix, I, I don't think there's, I, I think that's over the line. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you want to cancel everything. Everything. All media. Yep. All, all media, <laughs> children being portrayed in films, uh, yeah. dance, cheerleading. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who care deeply about these issues and really want to tackle it, don't cancel Netflix. Go into being an activist for the root issues that are causing these types of stories to exist. So, mm-hmm. so, um, Tackle the hypersexualization of women and objectification of women. Tackle the extreme anti-sexualization of women and and covering of women's bodies for the sake of, you know, men's personal righteousness. Mm-hmm. Tackle those things and 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 then we can create a better society where women don't have to grow up in this confusing world where they have to pick one or the other in order to be accepted. Yep. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, that's my. And I'm going to continue to come back around to this. If you are someone that is attracted to children, get help. Absolutely. Like, don't think about people's opinions of you. Just go get the help that you need. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for being with us today. We... (laughs) are very passionate about this. We had a great time watching the film and talking through all the complexities of, of, of what's too much and where's the line. And uh, at the end of the day, like we live in a world of gray and mm-hmm. it's really hard to navigate. And so um, uh, I, I respect all of your decisions and thoughts yeah. um, towards it. I think that it could be 
if you are if you've grown up feeling these ways as um like feeling that tension it'd be a great movie to watch with your mom yeah <laughs> i've recommended it to my mom um to watch and to be able to have that conversation of being like hey this is actually how i felt with all of this and mm. and the ways i grew up with this and um being able to have that open up even if you're an adult now it's really good mm-hmm. yeah so you know proceed with caution and yes. with discernment and uh we'll see you next time be sure to follow us <laughs> <laughs> yeah follow us on all our things please <laughs> yes I wanted to acknowledge too. We have a hundred Instagram followers now. We have one hundred and nine. I think is the number right. Thank you, everyone. So yeah, thank you. We were excited to hit triple digits. Yeah, and um, oh, we also have a review. Yes, we have reviews on our Apple Podcasts, and then you can also leave comments on our YouTube. So please engage, keep engaging, keep commenting on our posts. Like we Mm. really love all of you guys' feedback. It means um, the world. It really does. Mm. So. Until next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.